Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by Edith Wharton, an American novelist, short story writer, playwright, and of course poet, who lived from 1862 to 1937. In 1921, she became the first woman to win the Pulitzer Prize for Literature, which she won for her beloved novel, The Age of Innocence, one of the most highly regarded novels of the 20th century. Today, though, I'm going to read a poem called An Autumn Sunset. I'll read it and then I'll offer some thoughts with some help from a great resource, and then I'll read it one more time. Here it is. One. Leaguered in fire, the wild black promontories of the coast extend their savage silhouettes. The sun in universal carnage sets, and halting higher, the motionless storm clouds mass their sullen threats, like an advancing mob in sword points penned that balked yet stands at bay. Mid-zenith hangs the fascinated day, in wind-lustrated hollows crystalline, a wan Valkyrie whose wide pinions shine across the ensanguined ruins of the fray. And in her hand swings high or head, above the waste of war, the silver torchlight of the evening star, wherewith to search the faces of the dead. 2. Lagooned in gold, seem not those jetty promontories rather the outposts of some ancient land forlorn, uncomforted of morn, where old oblivions gather, the melancholy unconsoling fold of all things that go utterly to death and mix no more, no more with life's perpetually awakening breath? Shall time not ferry me to such a shore, over such sailless seas, to walk with hope's slain importunities and miserable marriage? Nay, shall not all things be there forgot, save the sea's golden barrier and the black, close-crouching promontories? Dead to all shames, forgotten of all glories, shall I not wander there, a shadow's shade, a spectre self-destroyed, so purged of all remembrance and sucked back into the primal void, that should we on that shore phantasmal meet, I should not know the coming of your feet? I've uh, mentioned to you before a uh, resource from The Guardian, the UK uh, newspaper. It's Carol Ruman's Poem of the Week series. Back in 2014, uh, September of 2014, she wrote about this, and uh, she references that there is a, quote, faint, faint Keatsian flavor to this poem. She references as well uh, Matthew Arnold, and she mentions uh, Coleridge's poem, the, ancient, the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And so she kind of fits this poem and fits Edith Wharton into the poetry of those, those three great poets. And I wanted to share some of her, um, one paragraph of her thoughts on this poem. I highly recommend you Google this poem, uh, Autumn Sunset and Autumn Sunset, uh, and, and you'll see this article, this blog post come up in, I think, the second or third uh, on the list. I recommend you read the whole post because she's able to get into much more than I can here. But I did want to share one paragraph from her. She writes, quote, Wharton's variation of two, three, and five stress lines is melodically effective and underlined by a fine ear for sonorities. The opening lines of her two stanzas chime alliteratively, tough word there, while rhythmically setting up contrasted moods. Leaguered in fire, with a dactyl's heavy first stress, heralds the martial advance in the first stanza, and lagooned in gold, gently iambic, introduces the more elegiac tone of the second. Adjectives cluster thickly, but there's no unplanned for stasis. In the first stanza, the poet's camera pans over the sky, 
relishing the paradoxical movement of the storm clouds halting higher, a distant but audible rhyme with fire, massing their forces only to be penned in. There's a telling pause when the long opening sentence itself stands at bay in line eight, and a further long sentence begins with a uniquely memorable personification. Mid-zenith hangs the fascinated day. That word choice, fascinated, illustrates the novelist's gift for highlighting by a word or phrase a character's innermost response. The day, later a Wan Valkyrie, is the character in this instance. And like the speaker, like the reader, she is intently watching the elemental battle. The use of Norse rather than Greek mythology heightens this elemental quality. It's the Valkyrie who, like a primitive statue of liberty, shines her torch in the penultimate line. But this creature's grimmer purpose is to search the faces of the dead, Wharton's polysyllabic words, fascinated, wind-lustrated, insanguined, extend the reach of her Valkyrie's eye view. They're almost visual effects, end quote. Again, I highly recommend you uh, check out more of this blog post if you can. It is very interesting, uh, the sort of violent imagery, the sort of warlike imagery uh, that's in this poem. It's sort of... I can imagine Edith Wharton looking at a sunset and imagining the Valkyrie, who was the, the, the daughter of Odin, who would carry off the, the, the Norse warriors to Valhalla. I can imagine her thinking of that image, thinking of that scene, imagining that scene as she watches the sunset across a bay. You know, we get words like leaguer. The leaguer is a military camp. So much, so much military imagery, so much military vocabulary in this poem. And so we get this sort of, this question of memory, of remembering a great warrior just as we might remember um, the summer. You know, we might remember the summer that was the, the day of strength before the harvest comes and before things begin to pass away, before they begin to die. And so I, in some ways, I think it's a, it feels like it's a poem about honor. It's a poem about glory. Um, it's a poem about what we, were, what we remember. At the end of her blog post, Rumens mentions that there's a sort of uh, ambivalence about this poem. I find that to be a really interesting comment. It makes me wonder um, if one of the great things about all great melancholy poems is whether they have to have a sort of ambivalence about the nature of that melancholy. I don't know the answer to that question, but maybe it's worth thinking about uh, as I read it again and while you perhaps think about this poem a little bit today. So once more, here is Edith Wharton's An Autumn Sunset. One. Leaguered in fire, the wild black promontories of the coast extend their savage silhouettes. The sun in universal carnage sets, and halting higher, the motionless storm clouds mass their sullen threats, like an advancing mob in sword points penned that balked yet stands at bay. Mid-zenith hangs the fascinated day in wind-lustrated hollows crystalline, a wan Valkyrie whose wide pinions shine across the ensanguined ruins of the fray, and in her hand swings high o'erhead above the waste of war the silver torchlight of the evening star wherewith to search the faces of the dead. 2. Lagooned in gold, seem not those jetty promontories rather the outposts of some ancient land forlorn, uncomforted of morn, where old oblivions gather, the melancholy, unconsoling fold of all things that go utterly to death and mix no more, no more with life's perpetually awakening breath. Shall time not ferry me to such a shore, over such sailless seas, to walk with hope's slain importunities in miserable marriage? Nay, shall not all things be there forgot, save the sea's golden barrier and the black, close-crouching promontories? 
Dead to all shames, forgotten of all glories, shall I not wander there, a shadow's shade, a specter, self-destroyed, so purged of all remembrance and sucked back into the primal void, that should we on that shore phantasmal meet, I should not know the coming of your feet. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow.